0: Thank you for tuning into Calvary Life Keller's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with Jesus. For more information about our service times and locations, please visit us at www.calvarylife.us. Uh, I'm going to read out of Mark chapter 9 verses 14 through 29. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the scribes disputing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were amazed and ran to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing with them about? Some, someone from the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. He replied to them, you unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and as many times as it's thrown him into the fire and water to destroy him. But if he can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said, if I can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. When they saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying it to him, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of the boy and never enter him again. Then it came out, shrieking and throwing him into terrible convulsions. The boy became like a corpse, so that many thought, and said, he's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to give another part in this faith series. Lord, we know that your word is always true. And as I uh, speak today, Lord God, I ask that you have each of us have a, a new new understanding of that truth, Lord God. Again, be with us as we go through this sermon today. Uh, be with us as we go through uh, life together. Uh, again, Lord, we give you this service as we pray to you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, as he said, this is a faith series, right? So I think all of us are, are believers in this house today. So I won't beat you over the head with that. But I want to take a different perspective to what this text said. Pastor G did read this a few weeks back. Um, and again, I want to give a special thanks to the pastors here who have empowered me and encouraged me throughout the day and over the weeks. To, and I was getting prepared for this. Um, something that has been really on my heart is commitment. Um, I think everyone in this room has had some level of commitment, whether you're married, you're a successful business person, good grades in school, it's team sports, whatever it is, we all have to understand our level of commitment. But your commitment is only gonna be as strong as the result that you're seeking after. So in this, te- in this text, the demon was in the father's son. He could have just gave up, right? He said the disciples prayed for him, nothing has happened. He, and he even questioned his faith, and he knew Jesus was performing miracles. In your life, how often have you cried out to God asking him for more faith? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person that just gets low in faith at times. Because ultimately, whenever we are at our lowest, that's when we need God the most. So my goal today is to equip you with awareness, and that's why I titled this The Temperature of Your Faith. And I'm, you have to forgive me, my my uh, analytical brain thinks of numbers. <laughs> so as a the thermometer goes up and down in temperature, so does your faith. Right? When things are great, we're on fire, we're good. We're good. But when we're at our lowest, we're bad. But why is that? Let's examine that in part of the message today. Uh, so knowing your level. Part two will be how do you get more faith? How do you keep that level where you want it to be? I thank Pastor Steve for that. And then part three would be are you being identified by your faith and your level of faith? So when the demon was inside of the sun, and he cried out to him, I thought about myself immediately. I have three kids, and I thank my wife for, for being such a big part of that. She, she holds our house down. And especially as I was preparing for this over the last two weeks, I, I am I, I, so thankful for her because she had to do a lot of stuff on her own. Even though I would try to help her, even last night she said, why are you gonna help me with the kids? I'm so sorry, I have to make sure this message is right. But to that point, she held it down. She's a superwoman. Um, But to that point of the child and the father, if you see, if if for any parents here, if you see your child going through that and you know that Jesus is there and you still see that your child going through it, how would you feel in that moment? Because I know I'd be scared. I would be terrified, especially after everything you tried to do to to heal that child. And the good thing about faith is when it's under pressure, it will reveal what's truly inside of you. I know for me, whenever I'm going through things, I don't always react the way I'm supposed to. But the way you should react will always determine your heart. Again, the pressure in this case, when even Jesus is all around this crowd as he was going to heal the boy, he told them to stop your unbelieving spirit. He didn't succumb to the pressure. He responded to the Father's call to help my unbelief. Are you all calling out to God when your faith is low? Or are you just shrinking? Or are you becoming cold to the pressure and the climate around you? Again, are you, coming, are you succumbing to the pressure? Because pressure can either burst pipes, for those who play sports, pressure burst pipes, right? Or does it create a diamond inside of you? Are you being refined? He talked about Sh- Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego last week. That fire, they didn't get touched by the fire, they were refined by the fire but they were allowing the climate not to not to conform them, but to transform them into the people that they God called them to be. Again, I ask, how often are you depending on your understanding for, for, for what you're going through? Are you willing to have that exchange with God? I give up my own understanding for yours. That's how you get more faith. And I'm gonna kind of have like a little participation here today as well. Um, Look to your neighbor, to your left and to your right, and says, God, I'm with you. So I'm with you. God's with you. Look to the person to your other side and say the same thing. I'm with you. Yeah, I see you, Ben. God's with you. Appreciate it. This is important. The reason why I'm saying this is important because the Father had to call on God, to on Jesus to help save his son. Um, so when we're looking to to things to help us, and if we succumb to society, as I was mentioning earlier, if we don't understand the, the comfort, the security, the protection that we have, we're gonna crumble. And that's why I actually look to your neighbor, to your spouse, to your family next to you to understand that you're not going through things alone. Yeah. The father in this text knew he wasn't alone. That's why his son was healed. In our society today, I, I talk a lot about this in our youth. So, and that's kind of that banner says there, equipping our youth with the fundamentals of living a Life as an unashamed believer. How easy is that to do today? It's very hard to do, right? This father had doubt, he didn't say doubt it, but he said, Help my unbelief. He knew the right thing to do, and he was ashamed of his unbelief. What we have to do is be unashamed believers. We have to call out to him, even if we look ridiculous doing it. Like, God, help me. Whether in your workplace, your family life, driving in your car, God help me. Help me to fight these demons that are inside of my, hi- my mind. Because, again, when we're trying to fight the pressures of society, the, the stereotypes that we're trying to fight, the pandemic consequences, the, the classism that we've run into, those are just demons in the world set by the enemy. If you don't understand the traps, you're going to always fall victim to those battles and you're going to lose. You don't understand that you're operating from a place of victory. I don't know if you understand that. You are operating from a place of victory, but your victory is linked to your faith. Your victory is linked to your faith. I I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm alone in this. I think I feel like you sometimes. You're saying, hey, maybe I'm up here by myself. No, I'm just kidding. just kidding. But in all seriousness, though, whenever you understand who you are and who you are in him, your value, your faith, now your levels won't do this dipping motion. Our society will change, yes. but he doesn't change. Yes. Come on. So how do you get more faith? So That's point two, right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? We are again, a product of our environment. If you don't spend time with church or go to church, you don't spend time in the word. If you don't surround yourself with people who are lifters of the word of God, what do you think that's going to do to you? Right. If you spend more time binge-watching Netflix and, and uh, going out to, to doing God knows what, but then you're not thanking God in your private time, even in your public time, to acknowledge his ways, how often do you, do you think you will change? For all my married people out here, when you have trust issues, trust issues stem from you not being around the person you're with. If you're not with, if you're not with God, how can you trust him? He speaks all the time about faith and being able to walk in that faith and the trust is being able to sit in the chair. But I can't sit in the chair if I don't know the chair is behind me. That's trust. I mean, it seems seems so simple, but simple is not complicated. It's hard at times. It's hard to do. So we have to understand the truth of our faith is us walking in that faith, spending time in and getting to know him. And now we can understand that that truth is now being activated in our trust in his word and in who he is in us. I know for me, I've gone through some things that other people may not have ever gone through. Uh, yeah, you can say, hey, he's only 33 years old and, you know, I feel like I'm an old man with these gray hairs. Um, but, but the truth is, it says in the word, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move. But what if. Your mustard seed is this small because you've been crushed by the things around you, that pressure, what do you do now? Who is gonna help you make that mustard seed increase? Because that's what we have to be. We have to spend time in the Word around other believers. That's why I said, talk to the person to your left and to your right, because this is their family. This is your support system. That's why we have to do church more than just on Sunday from 10 to 12. You have to, you need more of that. You can't trust somebody you don't know. You can't trust the word if you don't spend time reading it. Right. You can't, You have to be able to exercise your faith in all that you do. It has to be a lifestyle. And I'm not saying you have to be some corny Christian to say, hey, I love Jesus everywhere you go. It doesn't have to be that way. But you can walk out your faith in how you live and treat and love other people. Right. Now you're able to trust in his word whenever things are hard. And then you can easily go forward when things are great. God doesn't want you to live life alone. He doesn't want your seed to be this small. He wants you to be able to tell them out in the moon, to heal my son. you know I mean I may, like I know for me, like going through life and getting to a certain position, I wouldn't be where I am today without my faith. And as we, and as we just prayed over our children, we have a responsibility to impart that same confidence, that same faith, that same trust that when they go forward in this world that they understand that they can accomplish everything that God has for them as well. We weren't created to be alone. Uh, do everyone remember Bruno from a couple weeks back? Bruno? Are you all, so again, Bruno was a paralytic man that his friends, the para, yeah, yeah, Bruno. He said Bruno. He don't call him paralytic guy. Bruno. So we all had to pick up Bruno and get him to Jesus because they knew Jesus could heal him. Because they have faith that Jesus could do him. I spoke about our children. I spoke about our relationships. I spoke about the environment that we're around now. If we don't lock hands with one another, are we, are we the ones carrying Bruno or are we Bruno ourselves? Because we can be, we can be both, both roles in any time in our life, really. Because when we're low, we're Bruno. When we're not, we're lifting him up and getting to Jesus. That's why it's important to understand who you are in him and who you have around you. God put people in your life for a reason, for a purpose, but if we don't understand that, we're missing the point of being here. Again, my challenge and my call to you today is I hope I'm encouraging you to understand that God has put people in your life for a reason. That your faith is not just for you. Your faith could be you are caring Bruno, carrying the unbelievers that we encounter every single day to, to save their soul. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Again, be the unashamed believer that is now being heroic and saving other people. That's what your faith is for. Your faith is not just about you. It's not. Because if I don't have the faith that I have, I can't impart that into my children. I can't go to my workplace and tell them, hey, it's going to be okay if you have a bad day. I can't sit there and tell my wife if she had a stressful day that, hey, God's got your back. If I don't believe it, I'm just lying to her. So you have to make sure you are resting in truth. Rest in truth. They said that earlier today during worship. I have peace because I know God. My peace is from him. And I'll kind of read this point again here. It just says, uh, for anyone who has commitment issues, know where you're supposed to go to get the, uh, the trust that you want. Um, also, I spoke spoken this in uh, Hebrews eleven twenty-seven, When Moses was, and then this is kind of an old sermon, he talked about black Moses, he was saying, hey, hold on, get through the storm, right? He, he's laughing because of it. But Moses was a very uh, insecure man. He didn't believe that he he was capable of doing all the things that God called him to do. Right. Um, but only when he trusted in God, was he able to perform the miracles that he had was tasked with doing with the purpose that God called him to do. It spoke of that in Hebrews eleven twenty seven 27 specifically. It says it was by faith that Moses left the left the land of Egypt, not fearing King's anger. Again, he didn't fear. You can't have faith and fear in the same place. He won't operate correctly. He kept going because his eyes were set on the one who is invisible. Set on the one who is invisible. Faith looks silly. It looks silly. I mean, I don't. I mean, it looks crazy for me to say, "Hey, everything's gonna work out." And I have no evidence of it working out for you. It it just looks silly. But whenever you fully trust in something, you have that conviction. You know that that chair is behind me. I can fall back into it and be just fine. Moses knew after he knew God more that he could rest knowing that everything was going to work out. He didn't have to fear King's wrath. He was His faith was for the, everyone else. He got out of Egypt. If he didn't have that faith, we couldn't be here today. He couldn't get those people across. When have you had your Moses moment? Again, we will have Moses moments in our life. We have a choice. Do it or don't. That's the commitment aspect. You can't be lukewarm. Your temperature can't be at 70. You need to be burning hot in order to do what you have to Amen. do. You have to be burning hot. I realize that every day, if I don't have a certain level of commitment, of fire, I can't be the man that God calls me to be. And I'm not saying I do it every single day. I don't. But I, know, I realize that when I focus on praying in the morning Trying to do the right thing every day throughout the day. I'm giving myself an opportunity to have my Moses moment. Search inside of yourself. Again, I hope my word today, as I continue to go on, is helping you understand where is your temperature gauge of of your faith? Is your tank being filled with false fuel, things that are going to burn out quickly? Because God's word doesn't burn out, it's something that's going to continue to combust, keep you lit, and keep you going, sustain you throughout cold seasons. It'll keep you warm and keep you protected in the seasons of, of, of blossom and harvest. If you reap in the Word of God, what do you think you'll, I mean, if you sow in the Word of God, what do you think you'll happen? You'll reap in it as well. I can't read this last point. I know that God and experiencing the peace of Him, um, that the peace of God gives me, helps me rely on His truth because peace brings truth, it brings comfort, and it brings love. It allows us to now do the things that God has called us to do. Um, it also says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. I take pleasure in my weakness. And then furthermore, it says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. Pastor Steve, can I extend my hand to you and take away your dependence on yourself and give you the independence or the, the independence of yourself and the dependence on God? Pastor G, can I take your take your dependence? On yourself and give you the, excuse me, the independence of yourself and the dependence on God. Yeah. Miss Pam, take away your independence on yourself and, de- and independence on God. Floyd, take away your de- your independence on yourself and depend on God. Yeah. Ben, same. Can you take that away? It's an exchange. It's an exchange. Yeah. We think we're strong, we think we can do everything on our own. We can't. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have that exchange. Exchange your independence to depend on God. Again, the text says, my grace is all you need. My power is made better in your weakness. That is the surrender that God is seeking from you. Let yourself go and take a hold of him. That's how you get more faith. You get more faith when you rely on him. When we we have our faith on fire, you look different. You just look different. I mean, does anyone want a cold meal? I don't. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, your faith is like fire. It really is. When you know someone is burning hot for God, you feel it. They radiate heat. They you gravitate, you gravitate to them, right? You are drawn to them. Why don't we seek God more often? Because we're distracted by everything else around us. We just, we have to be able to get to a point where this never stops looking attractive to each other. That it always looks like this is a fire that I just want to sit around with everyone else around me and just enjoy the heat. Enjoy the company of being with other believers and enjoying the fire and the protection and the allowance that it gives us to live the life according to God's will. That's what this is. This is fire. Again, if you feel as if you are low on faith, something simple too. Ask for more faith. I oh, don't know. I mean, we make things complicated. But God's word isn't that complicated. He says, if you ask in my name, it shall be given to you. Right. Ask for more faith. I know whenever I go through things, and I'm trying to find things for the youth. I kind of mentioned that earlier. I have sometimes no idea what I'm going to talk about. Then I just ask God, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Things happen. Wow. Problems in your marriage. Problems at work. problems with children. Working. Whatever it is, just ask, and then believe that you will get the answer that you have. You can't ask and not believe you're going to get an answer, because guess what? You might not get the answer you want, or you're going to fabricate something in your head. And you'll make it, oh, that's God that said that. No, it's not. You said that. Um, but in all honesty, ask him. The father asked, God, help my unbelief. Just as simple as that. And he was sincere with his plea to God. God, help my unbelief. When you truly ask God for something, he's not going to be cruel and tell you nothing. We don't serve a cruel father. We serve a loving father who wants to be there for us, who wants to help us. But help me help you. That's what he's telling you. When someone says, I believe in you, and any time in your life, they say, I believe you can do it. What does that do for you? You you come up with joy. You say, hey, you need me? You believe in me? Thank you. What do you think our Father does? Our emotions are are created from Him. When we say "I need You, God," He's there for you. He's just asking you to say, "I need You." I need more faith. I don't know what to do. And it's okay to ask that. It's okay to to decrease, to be weak, because you know that He is strong in you. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed if you don't know what to do. It's really okay. Like, I know for me, I think I'm, I know everything to do it all the time. But I don't know everything. I don't. And the moment I release that thought, everything opens up. When people look at you, what do they see? We talked about the faith series, all like, throughout the last month and a half. These different stories of faith and how there were people who were encountering issues. They used their faith to get over those things and how they were now better for it. But now I ask you, whether in trial or testimony, How are people looking at you? Do they see you as a person of faith? Or do they see you as someone that they can or cannot rely on? Because throughout this faith series, what we are trying to do as a church, the message is to understand where your power comes from, where your faith comes from. Because if you understand where it comes from, now that is going to be your identity. You're going to be identified by who you are and who God has created you to be. Again, your life is bigger than you. When Jesus was in the world, he was here performing miracles, blessing other people, understanding that, hey, if you can just believe in me, if I can just touch your coat, I can be healed. If you believe in me, you can tell that mountain to move. But we, we lose sight of that all the time because we continue to have that doubt in our in our minds that keeps us from, from being more. We are lukewarm. We're numb. I don't know. Um, for me, I just want to be all in. Yeah. I want to be all in. I don't want anyone to look at me and say, hey, he, he kind of believes. I guess he's a youth pastor now, so I'll, you know, I'll kind of do what he said. I think he has some, some good things to say. No, I want you to see me and know that I'm a man of faith. Yeah. In my darkest days, I'm a man of faith. Yeah. I don't want that for you. <laughs> be the person that God's calling you to be. Like when, like Pastor Lewis is as sage as he is. I know when I look at him, that is a powerful man. Yep. I don't know anything else about him, but I know that as a man of God who relies on his faith in all that he does, yep. that's how he is identified to me. And I want to be the exact same way. Can each of you be the same way? Yeah. When people see you in the in the in the in, this, in the world, are they looking at you as a believer, as a child of God, as someone that they can rely on? Because your faith will create a different atmosphere. You will no longer be that thermometer that I was talking about. You will be a thermostat. You will create a climate and an atmosphere that changes. You are a conduit for encouragement and blessings for everyone you know. Again, light produces heat. Whenever we are in dark places, it's really hard to see light. Even when you're in well-lit places, because it's false light. That's something I came across when I was studying for this, was talking about how Uh, We are are meant to be light bearers, but sometimes our light isn't shown because of all the quote-unquote false lights around us. There's a lot of things that are going to distract you, that's going to keep you from being able to exercise your faith and become stronger in it, to be able to burn bright for him. But it's up to us now to determine, is our light truly coming from our faith or coming from the false things that are around us? Are you filling your tank with things that are just going to burn quickly? Again, your light will shine in the darkness if you allow your light to come directly from God and not from everyone else. Your faith will save you. Uh, kind of in closing here, I know I'm kind of flying through it, but uh, spend time with them. I think it's just as simple as I can say, just spend time with Him. Um, when, I, when, when I gave my life to God um, about 10 years ago, fully gave my life to God, I realized that I had to do things different. You just have to. You can't serve two masters. You just can't. You can't say, hey, I'm a believer. I'm going to do things this way. But then do have all those old habits you used to do that deter you from from a life that God's calling you to have. When you spend time with people, again, I've talked about it, it builds trust. It builds a sense of comfort and peace that you will now be able to pour out to other people. When we look at the text again, when the Father asks Jesus to save his son, he now was at peace because he saw the action that his, his surrender gave God, gave Jesus the ability to now move. Now, when you spend time, you will always have access to that same power. It never, It's not circumstantial. Don't let it be. Make your faith be personal. When you spend time with people, you get to know them. I think for me, in this, again, in the temperature of the faith uh, message I want to give today, Remember that if you spend time with people, you get to know people, you get to know God, now your trust and your faith are fully being activated. Because we always ask, how do we grow? We grow by getting to know and trust other people. That's how we grow. Miracles happen when we believe in him. The son didn't die, did he? He lived. He lived because miracles happen when you believe. The moral of the story here is, again, God will meet you where you're at, but you have to be able to take a step to meet with Him as well. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.